Road, London, SW3. That's the address to write to, remember, if you'd like to sleep with Barry Sheen. <laughs> and now we welcome Radio 4 listeners who join us for the next few hours on 92.95 metres. That's 87.4 metres. That's 581 kilohertz medium wave until 2 o'clock. Thereafter, 390 metres. That's 740 kilohertz long wave in mono and vice versa. It's 14 minutes past... Exactly, here on Radioactive, Britain's first national local radio station, which means, of course, that it's time to join Mike Channel for The Late Show. Radioactive. Broadcasting to you locally, nationwide, this is your favourite local radio station, the Get Up and Go station, the station that puts action first, it's Radioactive. Welcome along to The Late Show. My name's Mike Channel. And let me straight away tell you that the weather forecast for tomorrow is dry and sunny with a high of 94 degrees centigrade. That's 18 degrees Fahrenheit. And first off, first off tonight, let's go over to Mike Flex, who's waiting in our other studio. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Good to see you. Yes, it must be. <laughs> Great. Terrific, yeah. Well, what have you got on for us tonight, Mike? Oh, just the usual pair of jeans. <laughs> Terrific. Super, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> no, but seriously, Mike, I've got the results of last week's joke competition. Super. Right, it is. And, uh, <laughs> the winner is a Mr. D. Frost. And he has, <laughs> he has sent us in this prize-winning joke, and I hope you like it. It goes like this. Question. What time is it when an elephant sits on your fence? Answer. Time to get a new... F <laughs> f Sorry, looks like fridge. <laughs> Could be fork, fleece, fleece. No, I don't know. Anyway, he's won it. So this week's pound note goes to him. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. It's uh, 19 minutes past exactly here on Radioactive, and uh, I'll be with you throughout the night, bringing you traffic reports, uh, time checks, music, time checks, the usual competitions and phone-ins, uh, time checks, and a host of other great features uh, and time checks. And right away, uh, with the time at 19 minutes past, here's our first request of the evening, and it comes from Zoe of Maidenhead. Uh, she asks us to say hi to Trevor. She says she's sorry, Trevor, and hopes you're still able to cycle. <laughs> Good luck with the ops, she says, and see you soon in court. So, uh, here we are, Zoe, the record you asked for, undoubtedly one of the greatest singers of all time, one that needs no introduction. It's 19 minutes past. Thank you. Thank you. A few weeks ago, when I was in Tampa, little black boy, I remember now his name was Kunta Kinta, he came up to me and said, have you seen my gecko? And I said, you gecko? And he said, yeah, it's a kind of green lizard. Starts small, grows big, sheds its tail when it gets scared. And I said, son, it's curious you should mention that, because a few weeks ago I recorded a song about that very subject, which got to number one in the charts in San And there and then I sang in this same song, and I hope you enjoy this same song, too. As the snow flies On a cold and gray Chicago morning Light green baby lizard is born to the gecko And a young boy cries Cause if there's one thing that he don't need It's a reptile he's expected to feed to the gecko People don't you get upset 
A child needs a little pet Or he'll grow to be an angry young man one day Speaking sociologically Better on a menagerie Than let him simply turn his head And switch on the TV Well, the world turns And a hundred little boy with a runny nose Never guesses that the wanderlust grows in Tim the Gecko And the lizard yearns Starts to roam his cage at night And he finds out where the joints aren't tight Clever Gecko <laughs> Then one night in wild elation The Gecko breaks away He leaves his cage when the house is hushed He hits the streets but he gets Crushed as a car rolls by Kids gather around the light green mess in the middle of the street, but they don't guess it's Tim the Gecko. Stupid Gecko. And when the young boy wakes on a cold and gray Chicago morn, another little light green lizard is born. Jim the Gecko. And no one mourns. Tim the Gecko Tim the Gecko Tim the Gecko That was lovely old dead Elvis there. <laughs> Uh, with a song he recorded uh, while he was still alive. And right now, here's a message from our traffic department, just been handed to me, and it says, uh, beware of traffic. Okay. <laughs> well, it's coming up to 4am, and uh, what better time to go over to our roving reporter, Nigel Pry, for our recipe of the day. the kitchen of a Mr. Roy Ferris. Hello. Hello, Roy. Yep. Who's been keeping pretty secretive about what he's cooking here. Roy, are you going to tell us about this secret recipe of yours? No, it's a secret. <laughs> but you are going to tell us about it, aren't you? Yeah, all right, just a joke. Anyway, yeah, well, first of all, you take about a pint of water and you pour it into a saucepan. And what do you do then? Well, then you put it on the stove and you boil the water. Right. So the ingredients so far... Uh, the ingredients so far are about a pint of water, uh, a saucepan and yeah. some warm... Uh, Heat. Heat, heat, that's Great. right. Yeah. So, uh, what then? Well, then when the water's boiling nicely, you take an egg... An egg? ...and you drop it in. Into the water? Oh, that's right, into the water, that's correct. That's absolutely vital, by the way. And you leave it there for about three to four minutes until it's done. I see. Now, I've got one over here I did earlier. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, that's it, is it? Yep, mate, simple as that. Yes, this is, in fact, a boiled egg, isn't it? Pardon? This is what I would call a boiled egg. Oh, no, no, this is what I would call oeuf boileau. In English? A boiled egg. So you simply crack the egg open and eat it, is that right? Oh, no, mate, I drink it. You drink the egg? No, no, I drink the boiling water, stupid. 
Oh, it's remarkably tasty, that. You don't want to eat the egg. You throw that away. You don't want to eat that. Why not? Well, that's come out of a hen's bum. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Well, you're listening to Radioactive, the station which, when it comes to quality, stops at nothing. And a further message from our traffic department now, which says that there are traffic jams on several major roads very often at this time of night, and it's a jolly good idea to try and avoid them if you can. It's uh, five minutes to the hour. Radioactive news at at night. night. Good Good evening. And then it's me. Good evening. That's me. Good evening. Here is the news. Uh, President Reagan meets heads of state in Washington. I haven't got it. What? I haven't got it. Say something. Uh, President Reagan today met heads of state in Washington. A A threat made to famous film star. Go on. A famous uh, film star was today threatened. Uh, The film star whose name is currently on everyone's lips, Mm -hmm. apart from mine, uh, was today a subject to this threat. Uh, The Labour Party, a new move by Tony Benn. Uh, Tony Benn is to move. (laughs) He'll probably take most of his things with him when he goes. But he may leave one or two things to pick up later. When he's got a truck or something. (laughs) Coal miners agree new lump payment scheme. Uh, The coal miners uh, today agreed on a lump payment scheme, uh, which is new. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Negotiations continue uh, to decide the number of lumps. And now... That is the end of the news, read to you tonight by James Gordon Alexander and... Uh, James Gordon Alexander and... Where am I? I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> look, in, look in your collar. <clears throat> A moss bros. Well, football managers have been much in the news recently, and the move by several club chairmen this week to put their managers on a new 36-hour contract uh, has been seen by many of them as a possible threat to the likelihood of their long-term employment. Well, this week, for our regular behind-closed-doors feature, on-the-spot reporter Nigel Pry went along to see controversial manager John Pratt, sacked three times in one week and then once more only 48 hours before he took up the position, to find out (laughs) just how he inspires so much loyalty in his side. Right. Is everyone here? Yeah. 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 Good. Right. Now, you all know the reason we're gathered here today, don't you? No. No? No. Well, uh, Pete, you tell them. We got a match? Right. We've got a match. (laughs) We're here to play football, aren't we? Aren't we? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, we are. Now, we're playing against City today, and if we beat them, we stand a pretty good chance of getting through to the semi-finals. And if we win that, what do we reach, eh? Eh, John? Oh, the final. Right, the final. Good boy. Then what? What if we win that? What do we win then, eh? Hey, John? Oh, the final. Not the final, the cup. We win the cup if we win that, don't we? Yeah. Don't answer back. Yeah. <laughs> I've only got two words to say to you all, all right? First word, goals, all right? Oh, goals. Second word, fire. 
fire. Now, last game, there was practically no goals at all. Now, why was that, eh? Eh? I don't know. Kev? Because uh, we didn't score any goals, was right, it? Right, exactly, oh. because we didn't <laughs> score any goals, and it was practically no fire either. Now, why was that, eh? 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 Kev? Because we didn't have any fire. Right, exactly, because you didn't have any fire. Now, this time I want lots, all right, of both. First, goals. Goals. You make ground, that's okay, that's all right, but you just never finish it off. You just pansy about. What do you do? Just, just pansy, pansy about. about. That's right, like a bunch of puffs, like what? A, a bunch, bunch of puffs. That's right. What do you do? <laughs> just, just pansy about. Like? Like a bunch of puffs. That's right. Sideways, that's no good. What do I want? A bunch of puffs. Goals, In this fire, what we need this afternoon more than anything, except goals, is fire. Real fire, eh? Real team spirit, eh? Real team fire. Let's really go from the beginning to the end and mash them into mincemeat, eh? Let's do that. Let's mash them into mincemeat. What should we do? Just pansy about. Yeah. Into mincemeat. Into what? Mincemeat! Mince That's right, mincemeat. Now, Kev. Mincemeat! Alright, Kev. <laughs> Anything to add? Uh, not really, boss. I think we need a bit more fire. Yeah. Good boy. Pete? I think just goals is all I've got to add. Okay, John? Well, it might be called psychological pressurisation and tactical tomfoolery, but uh, I do perceive that the inadequacies of our sub-society, i.e. the team, is founded on a certain lack of essential interfusion factors. What? <laughs> In short, what we need is fire. Oh, fire! Fire, fire and gold. Go, go, and fire. Good boy. Uh, can't think of any other way of putting it. Fire and gold. Go, I think all right, right. Tight enough. Yeah, all right, 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 all right, all right, enough said. Men. You are men. Yeah. Today, prove it, eh? Or you'll just be what? Girls. No! <laughs> fire. No! A bunch, a bunch of bluffs messed up in the mince mate. That's right, then get changed and get out there! Yeah. for our second request of the evening and it comes from a Miss Fanny Burnley uh, who by the looks of her dress lives just around the corner from the studios here at Radioactive and uh, she asks us to uh, keep the noise down a bit <laughs> and she threatens legal action if we don't comply with her wishes well uh, so much for her but right now on Radioactive uh, here is the first in a new series in which famous well-known celebrities reminisce about their own personal lives and the series we're going to call Personal Reminiscences of Famous Celebrities' Lives. <laughs> this week, we hear from actress Petula Bennett-Jones. I... I remember my days as an actress with particular fondness, and yet I can never quite forget the problems I encountered over certain dramatic techniques, as they were then described. <laughs> Naturalism and its implicit conversational style was always one such area of personal inadequacy, as I recall. I should always try to act naturally as I was instructed, but somehow it all sounded so contrived. Especially, I remember, when I paused unnecessarily. <laughs> Quite unconsciously, I would sometimes apt for the wrong vowel or, or, or miss altogether and get the whole word completely melon. And <laughs> that's when things began to get confusing and straightforward. Uh, I remember on another occasion, uh, 
I was faulted, quite unjustifiably, by a director with whom I was working. He, he called me over and complained that I didn't co-behead all three before several all through, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, quite naturally, I took no notice. <laughs> Clarity of diction, indeed. I, I certainly told him what he could do with it in no unclear terms. <laughs> Rall dirty ass away. <laughs> Still, looking, looking back over the years in retrospect... In drama school, in rep, or wherever else one has worked, when one can look back at one's talents and see the culmination of a lifetime's... Prompt? Endeavours. Endeavours. Thank you. Petula Bennett-Jones is a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company and is currently appearing in What No Pyjamas at the White House. <laughs> You're listening to Radioactive and now time for our holiday spot. Get sunshine and beaches and foreign diseases We call them holiday spots Holiday spots I've just come back from one of the most beautiful spots in the world. The food was incredibly cheap, the wine was incredibly cheap, and the women were incredibly good-looking. <laughs> Suffice it to say that it was one of the most restful and idyllic times that I've ever spent in my life. But if you think I'm going to tell you lot where it is, you've got another bloody thing coming. <laughs> And another message from our traffic department here, which says that drivers on all roads are advised to keep their eyes open tonight, uh, otherwise there could be some pretty nasty accidents. <laughs> and a quick piece of regional news here, just come in, a local man, Mr. Arthur Smith, a tool fitter aged 33, with a wife and two children, has died today in a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> On Radioactive, we welcome our resident doctor. Good evening. And agony columnist Joanna Jaundice. Hi. Who are here in the studio ready to answer your calls if you have any personal, emotional, or sexual problems. Sexual, go and say it's sexual problems. A sexual problems. That's right, no point in hiding these things. No. Uh, so ring us now on this number. 4856242. I'll just repeat that. One. Oh, nine. <laughs> if you have any uh, such problems... Sexual problems. Uh, sexual problems. And while we're waiting for the first call, perhaps we can have a quick word with Joanna, who uh, had a spot of bother with the old varicose veins recently, we understand. OK, I had varicose veins, so what? Let's get going. So, uh, OK now, Joanna. Legs apart. What? <laughs> I mean, uh, apart from the legs. Oh, yes, come on. Right, well, our first caller is on the line, I understand, and it's a Dorothy of Clapham. Hello, Dotty. What's your particular personal problem? I wonder if you can help me, Joanna. I'm really at the end of my tether. Well, that's what we're here for. I'll be far away. Well, it's my husband, you see. He's been having an affair with this other woman, you see, Joanna. Uh, Dorothy, if I could just come oh, in... Oh, do be quiet. For goodness sakes, let us speak. Go on, dear. Well, every time I try and talk to him about it, he starts threatening to walk out and leave me. I mean, I don't know what to do. Well, you must do the only thing you can do, lovey, and that's to go straight up to him and ask him quite openly if he's seeing another woman. And if he admits it, then you'll just have to face facts, lovey. And my advice to you in that situation would be to kill him. <laughs> oh, thank you. Next. Uh, hello, Joanna. Hello, caller. How can I help? Uh, well, m m my problem is that 
I'm impotent. Yes. Mm. Yes, you have got a problem, haven't you? <laughs> Next. Hello? Hello, understanding Joanna here. How can I help? Well, I've been married and living in Croydon for three years now, and for the past few months I've been having an affair with another woman. Yes, well, the three-year period is particularly... Oh, do shut up, for goodness sakes! Now, first things first, have you told your wife? No, you see, I mean... If Look, I... the only way you're going to solve this problem, Lovey, is to be completely honest with yourself and her, and that means telling her the whole story. But she'd kill me if I did. Paula, could I ask you just... Oh, one... just shut it, can't you? Now, what's your name, Lovey? Well, I'd rather not disclose anything. What's your personal... name? You gave it to the receptionist? Well, I did, but I'd rather... You... Uh, Peter Bainbridge, I hear over my headphones. Is that right? Oh, no, you've got them blowing. Mrs. Bainbridge, if you're listening or if anyone's listening who knows her, perhaps they'd let her know that her husband is having an affair with another woman. <laughs> uh, it, it was just one, was it? Oh, God, she's just come in. <laughs> oh, hello? Uh, hello, Peter? Uh, well, well, we seem to have lost him there uh, for the minute, but, but I think we can safely say that Peter, that's Peter Bainbridge of Croydon, has been having an affair with at least one other woman. Of course, it could so easily be more doctor. Yes. Piss off! Hello? <laughs> Hello, next caller? Uh, Hello, Joanna. It's about my boyfriend. What's he done now? He wants to get engaged. Kill him! Blow his brains out! <laughs> I, know, uh, I want to get engaged too. Well, marry him then. But I'm only 14. What? We can't get engaged because we're both 14 and our parents won't allow it. Kill him! Kill him all! <laughs> Next caller on the line is Beatrix from Hounslow. Hello, Joanna. It's about my dog. Kill it! <laughs> what? You can't keep animals in this world if your marriage is on the rocks. But my marriage isn't on the rocks. I'm not even married. Well, what are you wasting my time for, then? Well, my dog is very... Ill. Well, kill it. But I love it. Well, marry it, then. <laughs> Look, one, you've got to come to terms with your own sexuality sometime. Two, you must simply tell the dog that the relationship cannot exist unless you get your oats. Well, <laughs> that's where I'm going to have to uh, stop you for now, Joanna. Thank God. Uh, as we're uh, rapidly running out of time, just a few seconds to go, in fact, uh, before the commercial break. So it's good night from Joanna. Good night. And good night from the doctor. Good night. <laughs> well, we seem to have come to the end of our all night stint here on Radioactive, and all that remains is for me to remind you to be good to each other, to always look on the bright side, and remember that an owl in a sack. Troubles no man. <laughs> okay, well, uh, here's a real late-night listening treat for all you insomniacs who can't sleep. And it's going out to the bone crusher, Phil the Knife, the nose splitter, Dr. Death, Old Grunter, Old Fatty, Stinker, Slasher, Flasher, and Basher. And they're all members of the East Grinstead Christian Union. So here with a track from their latest album, Water Having Passed, are Dobbin, Norris, and Gary Cribb, better known as the Heebie Jeebies. The golden rays of golden sun fall on your golden hand. And I brush aside the golden sheet and see you golden there and I wonder what you and I are going to do all day but I can't think of anything I want to do or say and so I'll have to do what I did yesterday A pair of tight gold jeans 
In Radioactive were Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope, and Michael Stevens. Music was by Philip Pope, and the program was written by Richard Curtis, Angus Deaton, and Jeffrey Perkins, with additional material by David Jackson Young, Michael Stevens, and the producer Jimmy Mulville. Okay, Radio 4 continuity standby. Radio acting is just finishing. Okay, go. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, oh.